It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe, the creator and host of this award-winning show, and it's my aim in every episode to help you to find ways to improve your e-commerce business. In today's episode, we are catching up with a fellow e-commerce podcaster who runs a business, a B2B e-commerce business, but one which everyone I think can learn a lot from. She's so laser focused on how to serve her customers and how to do it well. So we go into that. We're also talking about trade shows, about craft businesses. And she shares, she says a lot of very practical tips and tools um, that you may want to integrate into your business too. Now, before we get into that, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash master plan. Tailwind is the tool that feels like a marketing team. Create, schedule and optimize your marketing with Tailwind. Create, transform your photos into beautiful social media posts in one click. Schedule, spend less time scheduling your content and more time doing the things only you can. Optimize, take the guesswork out of growing your business. We use Tailwind to help us do all this and manage our Pinterest and Instagram accounts. So join me on the platform today. Plus, they're offering $15 credit for all first-time subscribers. You can try it out with a free account via ecmp.info forward slash Tailwind. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash Tailwind ecmp.info forward slash tailwind to open your free account today. And now to introduce today's special guest. You may know Sue Monheit as the host of the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast, but she's also the owner and CEO of The Ribbon Print Company, a B2B e-commerce business selling customized on-site ribbon printing hardware, software, and supplies. Founded in 2009, they now have annual sales in the multi-six figures with a margin growth in the last 12 months of 22%. Hello, Sue. Hi, Chloe. Thank you for inviting me on your show. I'm so excited to be here. Well, it's great to have you here because we did a, we did a, you were on here very briefly back in January, weren't, weren't you? Just sharing your tips for success this year. And today we get to do a whole episode together, which, um, which you have a lot of n- clever knowledge to share. So it's, it's a real pleasure for me to have you here for a whole episode. But how did you get into e-commerce? How did you end up in this world? Kind of crazy. My corporate experience was in marketing and sales with all sorts of boutique shops, big name brands. And at that point, the computer wasn't even a thing yet. (laughs) Um, And as my profession and career expanded, 
with then the addition of several businesses, I was there right as email came to the forefront. And then of course, websites. And at the time, websites like that was like that foreign monster, like, do you have to code it? What you know, like all of that. And to have a website was seemed like a mission from heaven to be able to do. And all the way to today where you can so easily put up a website and we can be so empowered as business owners to be able to sell online. So I've been there kind of from the start of that, which makes me feel really old. <laughs> See, I've not been here quite that quite that long, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's like so much has changed, yet it still seems equally complicated somehow. Well, and you know what? I think sometimes people still have that old thinking that it's such a difficult animal, it's so foreign, when really there are so many opportunities to get a website up in a really easy way, too. Mm. So true. Well, look, let's um let's tell people a little bit more about your business. Um, and then we'll get into some of the bits and pieces I, I briefly mentioned in that intro. So where in the world is the Ribbon Print Company and where do you sell to? So we are about 20 miles north of Chicago. So right in the middle of the United States, which is wonderful for shipping, of course, at least in-country shipping. But we service people worldwide, um, surprising how many international customers we have. And our target customer is someone who is a small business owner, like craft stores, gift stores, they make things and obviously they're selling things online as well. And they want to customize. So we have a lot of people who make like baby garments or dresses and they want to include tags in their products or um, people who sell chocolates and they want to customize boxes for corporate orders, that type of thing. The beauty of the system is you can print and customize one ribbon and label or hundreds at a time, and you can do it right in your shop. So total control and uh, it's a whole new income line for businesses. It's interesting because the the when you first say yeah we sell rib, ribbon printing software and supplies you're kind of like oh right okay that's not that interesting and then then you get into all the different ways in which people can leverage it it's such a such a fascinating area and and used by so many people for so many different things so many different things I, we've we've had great interest recently in schools and churches. Which is surprising. Schools, I, I had one client who put the whole Gettysburg address on a ribbon and printed out the ribbon for all the students. They were doing something in their class. Now, this was not last year. <laughs> this was probably <laughs> the year before. Um, but just a new, unique way of offering into the learning experience. And then, of course, different things that schools could do with award ribbons and, you know spelling you could put spelling lists if there if that is such a thing in school my kids are long out of <laughs> <laughs> primary school but things like that so yeah interestingly so, some industries that i had not been expecting are becoming really hot wow which keeps it interesting doesn't it if things change change every year mm -hmm. so uh, you mentioned websites earlier uh, what platform do you do you sell your products via the ribbon print company is on a shopify site and we made that transition to Shopify, gosh, I'm going to say about seven years ago or so. We were on a custom-made site. And it was time for a refresh. You know, everyone needs a refresh from time to time. And I decided that I wanted to change platforms, mostly because I heard about the automatic 
I don't know if I'll really call it SEO, but maybe it is, but just the new opportunity for visibility just by being on Shopify alone, just by being on the platform. And I intentionally tested that out to see what would happen. And indeed, I can't recall the numbers right now because it's been so long ago, (laughs) but our traffic increased by changing. You know, sure, we promoted to existing customers that we now had a new website, but we got new customers and saw a bump in traffic just by going on to Shopify. Yeah, I think it's one of those things which a lot of these uh, these kind of common or, or e-commerce specific platforms have done is they they deal with a lot of the nitty gritty so you don't have to bother with it, you know, which, which gives you that bump. You know, they get the basics right so you can just focus on doing what you want to do and it takes care of it for you. And you said with this business we're on Shopify because, of course, you have a sister business, essentially, don't you, to uh, to the ribbon print company. Uh, do you want to tell us a quick, quick bit about that and which platform that one's on? Sure. So this company, Gift Biz Unwrapped, which is my podcast and company by the same name, actually came out of a need that I identified with ribbon print customers. And that was when we're out at trade shows, which had always been our major source of visibility and new customers. I saw a lot of people coming up to the booth and saying, oh my gosh, this will be so great when I start my business. And I'm like, okay, cool. When are you starting your business? What's it going to be? What's your next step? And most of the time it was, I don't know. I'm so afraid. You know, like I make a mistake, I'll do the wrong thing. And I'm like, all right, corporate Sue kicks in. I have so much experience here. Let's talk. So I do some coaching right in the booth. Forget about selling the ribbon printer in the booth (laughs) with this customer. And that's when I said, oh, like, So many people, I didn't even realize so many people needed that information. And that's actually what led to the podcast. And only a couple years ago did I actually start monetizing it. I was just getting that information out to the world a lot for building the ribbon print company. So they kind of overlap each other. And now to get to the direct answer to your question, the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast is on a WordPress site, wordpress.org. You know, what everyone says is the harder one with all of the plugins (laughs) that you have to have. (laughs) Um, And I like them both. I honestly like them both. But the thing is, you've got the right platform for each one because Gift Biz Unwrapped wouldn't function properly on a Shopify site and you wouldn't get the benefits with the ribbon print company if you were doing that on a on a WordPress site. So it's, it is all about picking the right platform for the right thing. Yeah. And it also gives me great insight on the differences between the two. So, yes. Um, now we're talking websites. We talked about two platforms that are synonymous with plugins and widgets and stuff you can add in really easily. So are there any, any key ones that you'd like to recommend to the audience? Well, I have to say, I always like my pretty links, you know, for making new, fun, easy links to use. So that would be one. And then, um, Repuzo, have you heard of that? It's, it's, um, no. for, for collecting reviews. It's R-E-P-U-S-O, I believe. You can just give out the link and then people can do reviews on Facebook, Google, wherever, and it all cumes up and it's and then they automatically download and go onto your website. And you could see that over if, you, if anyone wanted to go to Skipbiz or Ribbon Print Company, the ribbonprintcompany.com, you would see that down at the bottom. So they automatically funnel in. 
Oh, nice, because it can be a bit of a nightmare trying to find all the reviews from all the different places where the reviews can end up. So any tool that makes that easier has got to be a good thing. And and Sue, what does your team look like? How many of you are there? And let, let's do the ribbon print company first. Okay, so the ribbon print company, I am setting up and my customers freak out when I say this, but I'm being honest with them because I think that's also good for understanding business development. The ribbon print company is a company that I am building to sell down the road. Not anytime soon, I tell everybody. But because of that, I want to take myself out of the front, some of the front facing as much as I can, or for sure the day-to-day things. Mm -hmm. So yes, I'm out at shows all the time, but in terms of who my team is, I'm making all of the big corporate connections, of course. You know, I'm doing all the pricing. Um, We have our own brand of ribbon, so I'm working with a factory overseas with that. Any software development we need to do to our our proprietary software program, I'm involved in. But the day-to-day customer service and order fulfillment is not done by me unless it's an emergency like a pandemic (laughs) (laughs) comes through. If someone makes you put it in a box, you can do it. But other than that, it's someone else. But truth be told, I love doing it. I love pulling (laughs) items and putting them in the box and printing the orders and all of that. But that's not what I should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. It's that working in the business for working on the business type thing. Oh, yeah. So I have a team of three who two of them are local, one of them is not, um, who do order fulfillment and customer service. We also rely very heavily on our Facebook group for customer service. And we tell customers very clearly there's two ways to get support from us. And one is emailing us and then the other is in that group, which is almost faster because we have customers supporting customers all the time. That's so clever. So it's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love A, the fact you made it really clear because I think often people think now, oh gosh, we've got to deal with customer service everywhere. We've got to do it on, mm-hmm. but, but actually if you turn around to customers, you go, actually, these are the two places where you're going to get the best experience, come to those. And I, I do love how, how a Facebook group will help each other out. You know, you go in there and you're like, oh, someone's already answered the question. I don't even have to do it. It's brilliant. Well, and they show each other how they're using the printer you know, different ideas for using a printer because we all have different customer bases, Mm -hmm. you know, and the products that we make. So they're not necessarily competitors of each other. So there's been a lot of bonding within my customer base there too, which just warms my heart to no end. Something which which for me is is loud and clear through everything you've been talking about, we've been chatting about so far, is how crucial it is at the Ribbon Print Company for you to understand your customer. Mm -hmm. It's not just about flogging them a printer and sending them a couple of emails of ideas later on, but you're you're investing a lot of time and effort in getting to know them and you know helping them solve their problems to the extent you've you've set up a second business to coach them and to to give them all this advice. So was that something you you got from day one, or is it something that kind of evolved as you built the business? I think it's part of my nature is just I want to make sure to give people what they're needing and wanting. And that is the biggest key to business growth. And I can tell you two very difficult moves that I made, Mm -hmm. which might have affected our overall sales, but keeps us a stronger business. Do you want me to tell you what they are? Yeah, please, please. Let's have those too. When we're out at trade shows, 
all the time. I get Amazon people coming to the booth saying, we want your product on Amazon. The problem with that is I don't know who that customer is. And they give me all the reasons why, oh, well, you could put in the printers who this is and you're like all of that. That's not how we work with people because there's a huge onboarding thing that we do Mm -hmm. so that when people receive the printer, they know where to go if they're having, they can't download the software, they have like whatever. And we don't get to make that initial connection. And that's one of the things we always hear is how comfortable they are immediately with us. And, you know, I'm talking about even if they didn't do fulfillment, if we did fulfillment, it's still, it's just, it doesn't feel right to me. So that was one. And and obviously that could have been, we could have been, even though we're getting pretty close to the seven um, figure, you know, line mark that everyone wants, we could be way past that. But I think it would have been a short-term play for a weaker company. Printers returned, frustrated customers, reputation soiled, didn't want to do that. We also had an opportunity to have our ribbon printers on the shelves in, I don't know that I should say the name, but a very large craft store, multiple locations, thousands of locations in the States. And I was at their headquarters in one of the buyer's rooms. And I remember these rooms very well from my corporate (laughs) days. (laughs) And I started doing the presentation to them. And everything in me said no. Everything. Like it was, it was like there was this mysterious other invisible person in the room with me saying, Sue, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I shut it down after the first meeting. I didn't pursue it further. Did not feel right to me. And I think both of those were the right decisions. But you know what? Who will ever know? And it's the way I decided that that the company should run. We have a very, very solid customer base. And I'm growing it slow and steady and reputable, protecting our brand, protecting our customers. And I feel like it's the right thing to do, especially as I'm trying, as I'm thinking of setting up and selling a very, very stable business in the future. I I think there's a couple of things to take from what you're saying. And I think that the big one is that one of your roles as the owner is to decide as much what things you shouldn't do as it is to decide what things you should do. And sometimes saying no to something and just focusing in on that, that one business model and growing that and committing to that one group of customers can be exactly the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, we had a conversation, I'm going to say it was a month and a half or two months ago as we're into now 2021. What do we want to do to grow the business? You know, that kind of thing. And we talked about the fact that there was interest from another chain at one of the very last shows of last year that we attended. And I said, yes, but if we were to do that, things will change. Like we're going to have to have a call center for customer support, which means we're going to have to be training tech people, which isn't as easy with our printers. Like for a business that integrates into the life of the people who are already in the business, is that really where we want to go? Mm. You know, and then selling the printers more wholesale than we do now, right? Because that said chain would need to get a cut of it but we've got all the service worries, right? Yeah. Like that whole, we would be changing our profitability for sure. We'd have to increase with a support center. And the second I started saying that, it's like (laughs) 
roll up the piece of paper and throw it in the garbage. We're not doing it. Yeah, because it, it's just a, it's a total business model change, isn't it? And it could become a total distraction. And yeah, it's saying no to things is one of the hardest things to do, um, I, I find in business. But something which changing tack completely, but something which we have to talk about with you here on the show is trade shows. They are, I've I lost count of how many times we've mentioned them so far today. I know for your business, it's how you get a lot of your sales. It's also trade shows and craft fairs and face-to-face is how a lot of your customers get their business. And they've not been the easiest thing to uh, to plan for, attend, or make money from in the last 12 months, have they, Sue? So, um, so I guess, how, how, have you, how have you weathered the last 12 months with this big shift around the trade show space? Um, yeah, trade shows were gone, which was sad. Um, I love trade shows. They're my very favorite thing. I can't wait till August when the first one comes back up again. <laughs> um, audience, you can't you can't see Sue here. I can. <laughs> Literally, her eyes are sparkling with delight at the thought of that event in August. Well, you know why? We get to see all of our customers because they're it's not just new people who are seeing the machine. Tons of our customers come and we always say, and this gives you a great feel for the brand and what we've developed here. It's like, we tell all our customers, use our booth as your home base. Put your coat in the back. You know, if you want to drop your stuff, if you're carrying a bunch of heavy things, just this can be your home base. We've got chairs people can sit in. Come see us, come visit us, come. Hopefully we'll be hugging one day (laughs) and, you know, all of that. So that's the vibe that goes, that's a perfect example of what we do throughout our, our company. But the trade shows were shut down. Luckily, we are so in tune with our customers. We have the group where everybody can be together. So that's helpful. We'll do lives in that group from time to time. But so trade shows, meaning selling wholesale, selling a lot of people who are attending the trade shows are looking for other things for their business. Totally different animal than craft shows. Yeah. Lots of our customers do attend craft shows. And shocking to me, it shouldn't have been, but shocking to me, Many of them rely 100% on either their brick and mortar shop or craft shows entering into 2020. So face-to-face, which is great, but there was no website set up. There wasn't even a Facebook business page set up. Wow. Like none of that online at all. And that, honestly, the number of people who were in that position was shocking to me. But they never had to. You know, face-to-face was always what they did. So what we saw this year, and I do have to mention Gift Biz Unwrapped for this, because they saw that the only thing they could do, they were forced into online. No choice at all, right? And so they had to build these things up in their in their business, which now, today, makes them a much stronger company. I've started playing around with this um, concept of a sales channel panel where you have trade shows or craft shows, email marketing, your website, social media sites, et cetera. And then based on what's going on in the markets, you can increase or decrease the intensity of all of that. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have them in play at first, You've got to set them all up. So last year was setting them all up, and now they're there. And under websites, it's not just Shopify or WordPress like we've been talking about. It's Etsy or or eBay. Now those you don't you're not owning. Like the ultimate goal is always to have your own site that you own. But there's still other areas where you can sell. Yeah. 
So that was one thing I saw this past year. The other thing that I think is really important to know is virtual shopping shows, both for wholesale trade shows and now very new, actually, consumer shopping shows happening. The virtual wholesale shows came, they did makeshift so they could still have a show, and now they're going back face-to-face. However, the direct-to-consumer shows are staying. And I see this as a whole, I don't even call it like live selling shows. I think it's a platform totally unto itself. I've partnered with a company called At Home Events, where we are doing customer shopping selling like it's a virtual show. You can come on and actually see the artist because we all know Zoom now, right? It's not Zoom functionality, but it's a Zoom type thing. Yeah. Um, where we're now doing virtual online shows, the key is, and the reason I bring this up, they all still connect back to the website, whatever website you have set up. So, I mean, the website of everything you do is the most, that's your home base, right? That's your headquarters mm. online of a business. Completely. That's fascinating. I haven't heard of those happening in the UK, but that may be just because I haven't heard of it. So is that kind of like a virtual summit that we'd have in the business sphere, but happening with consumers coming in for demos and then there's kind of meeting rooms dotted around? Yes, So there's different versions. The one that I am um, linked up with at this point, I love the most because it, it gives you like full functionality of all best practices of a business. So as a vendor showing at a show, and it's open for a number of weeks, by the way, it's not just like a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon. The show in terms of people going over to your virtual booth is around for several days or weeks, I should say. But you actually being physically in the booth to do demos or to talk with customers is at certain preset times, right? So you're not obviously 20, shopping can go on 24-7, but you're not in your booth in front of a webcam waiting for someone to come in. Because it's one of the the difficult things with those who do lots of craft fairs is you're kind of constantly on the road and you have these really intense periods of a lot of organization being there, then a lot of unpacking and leaving and totaling up and working out how it went before the next one. So to have something where you're doing, I don't know, a couple of demos a day, it's a much more relaxed way to approach it. You're exactly right. Like there's no setup and teardown. There's no figuring out how much product you need to make because you have no idea right? Mm -hmm. If it's a new show, you know, you learn and perfect it as you go, right? And you're sending it. You don't have to have it there underneath the table. Mm -hmm. But then the other way people are using it, which is beautiful, is a lot of custom work is done by my audience, right? So they can get on -on one-on-one and literally show individual pieces Yes. and say, do you like these mittens that are more, you know, gray, black, and white? I also have this fuchsia and teal one. They say, yes, I want that one. And so it's put aside specifically for them. So very much a personalized shopping experience as well. So I am pretty jazzed about that, can you tell? But the point here, and I think for people who are listening, is it all drives back to having that headquarters online, which is your website. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. 
Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS, and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. Tailwind is the tool that feels like a marketing team. Create, schedule and optimise your marketing with Tailwind. Create, transform your photos into beautiful social media posts in one click. Schedule, spend less time scheduling your content and more time doing the things only you can. Optimise, take the guesswork out of growing your business. We use Tailwind to help us do all this and manage our Pinterest and Instagram accounts. So join me on the platform today. Plus, they're offering $15 credit for all first-time subscribers. You can try it out with a free account via ecmp.info forward slash tailwind. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash tailwind ecmp.info forward slash tailwind to open your free account today on forward slash master plan. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. And Sue, um, we we got really into picking your brains of your advice for retailers, not just what's going on with your own business um, in the main interview. So I know you're going to have some brilliant uh, tips for everyone in this section. So you ready for the top tips? I am. And it was very challenging because I don't only have one for each of them, but (laughs) I'm going to decide which is my one when you ask the question. Oh, okay. Well, if, if if you can't, we will take two. I, as the listeners know, I'm a sucker for allowing guests to have more than one if they want to. So, <laughs> so we we shall see if you choose to do two or whether you just pick one. I'll see what my, when the mood strikes. We'll see what Excellent. happens. Excellent. Okay. The book top <laughs> tip: If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? I am going to go with Superfans by Pat Flynn. We've talked about how connected I've been with my audience and my customers. And Pat and I are on the exact same wavelength with that in terms of, you know, gathering around people who know you, love you for what you do, are invested in your product and support you and move you forward because they recommend you. Excellent. Okay. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I am going out on a limb here. Google ads. Everybody talks about Facebook ads and I run my share of Facebook ads also. But especially when we're talking about the Rhythm Print Company, Google ads direct so much traffic to my website every single month. And I don't see a lot of people talking about that. Yes, it's weird, isn't it? It's it's kind of everyone's got really excited about Facebook ads and talk about them a lot. But actually, still a lot of businesses driving a lot of money out of those Google ads because the difference is a Google ad, someone's ready to buy. 
they're looking for something to buy. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot more intent there. But I, I could, I'm a big Google Ads fan, so I could go on, I could waffle on about this for quite some time, but I won't. I'm going to go on to the next top tip. So Sue, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yes, and I'll make this fast. I'm giving you three because I reserved only one for the other two. First one, Canva. Love it. Can't talk enough about Canva for images, product shots, all of that. Second one, Brain Toss. Have you heard of it? No. It's an app you put on your phone. If you're in the middle of something and you have this grandiose idea, you tap your brain toss, you speak into the phone and say, don't forget, I'm going to be on the e-commerce master plan this morning. Like review your email, whatever, like whatever you need to say, right? You click send. It sends you that audio to, as an email to you for you to get later. Wow. So it transcribes it and then. it No, it sends your audio. Oh, wow. But it sends it to you as an email. So I'll be out walking and I'll come up with this brainchild of an idea And so I'll just pull out my phone, press brain toss, and then record my thought. And then I remember it later. I even will use it in the middle of the night if I've been sleeping, because you know how you forget things. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those with my phone by the bed. And I'll just pick up the phone. I know exactly where that little app is. I say it real quick and I go back to sleep. Clever. And how useful if you're listening to podcasts and you're out and about to just pause the podcast, hit the button, read your thoughts. Genius. Yeah. I mean, someone says an idea, like the words you want to remember or whatever it is, but yeah, it's a great app. And the only, and the other one I have to say, which really ties into more product-based e-commerce is BombBomb. BombBomb connects with Gmail and it allows you to send video, like your face, (laughs) video messages to customers. So over on the ribbon print company, I've made it a goal every week or month. I have a certain number of of customers, maybe it's a new customer, maybe it's someone who has been a loyal customer for a long time, to shoot them an email out of the blue and say, hey, Janice, I just wanted to come in and tell you how much we appreciate your business, well, you know, whatever I'd want to say. And it goes right over to them as an email. And the responses I get from people are incredible. And how touching to receive an email like that as well. How awesome. Even if it does, I mean, I'm sure it does a lot for sales, but just to have that cool connection with the customer. Mm-hmm. And you know, for them to think you care about, to know that you care about them and vice versa. Really cool. I love those three. I'm glad you saved them up for that bit. Yeah. And it does do something for sales because you want repeat business, right? So you can put it over there on that copy. Exactly. Okay. The growth top tip. So if you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from a hundred orders per month to 1000, what would be your number one tip for them? This goes to what I was talking about earlier, which is the sales channel panel. You can't just rely on capturing sales from one place. Can't just be trade shows or craft shows. It can't just be doing social media. You need multiple places that all come back to your online website for sales. I love it. Such a good point. And I love the fact you you call it the sales panel and it's you dial it up and you dial it down as you need to based on your needs, but it's all there ready to go at all times. I love it. Well, look, Sue, we've mentioned the fact that you, as well as having the ribbon print company, you have um, Gift Biz Unwrapped. So do you want to let the listeners know where they can find you on the web, social media and, and how you can help them? 
Sure. So the website is the same name, Gift Biz Unwrapped. I also have a podcast. So if you are a handmade product creator, feel free to jump over there. Quite honestly, lots of our tips apply to other businesses too, but I'm specifically focused on the handmade creator. And social media, all Gift Biz Unwrapped. Nice and easy. And it's an excellent podcast. Any of you out there, especially those of you who are in the handmade product, you you should be subscribed to Sue's podcast and listening every week. And go listen to the episode that we did together on my show. Exactly. I've been on there, so I can I know how good it is. Um, <laughs> look, Sue, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been excellent catching up with you and, and getting a bit of insight into how you go about running your two brilliant businesses. So thank you for joining me. Chloe, it's been amazing. Thank you for having me. How lovely to get to catch up with Sue there. And I think what really strikes me from her interview, and I think this is something which is equally relevant to a B2B business as it is to a B2C business. And yes, she gave some great practical tips, but but the key one there is the connection with the customer. And putting that at the forefront of everything you do, every channel you use, how you use those channels, how the team functions, just think that is such a such a core tenet of why she's being so successful, but also something which, you know, as we've seen over the last 12 months, I know I keep saying this on the podcast, but as we've seen consumers want that com- emotional connection, want that people buying from people, the story elements, building those relationships, and they're not that difficult to do is so core to future e-commerce success and to keeping those customers you've gained over the last last you know 12 months and so you can get your hands on all those notes all those many many links and tips that we've been through in today's show you can get all of those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you can also add yourself to our email list for even more tips and all the other things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their business. So please do tell the other e-commerce business owners you know, because I'm doing this to help them and to help you. I hope you have a great week and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.